Good morning, blessed Sunday. Pastor Shane here, Worship Without Walls. I'd like to thank each and every one of you brothers and sisters for joining me here for worship, word, and prayer on this blessed fourth Sunday of Lent. Let us pray. Artist of souls, you sculpted a people for yourself out of the rocks of wilderness and fasting. Help us as we take up your invitation to prayer and simplicity, that the discipline of these 40 days may sharpen our hunger for the feast of your holy friendship and wet our thirst for the living water you offer through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let us open our red hymnal. To 134. The Lord reigns. The Lord reigns. Let the earth be glad. Let the distant shores rejoice. Clouds and thick darkness surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire goes before him. His lightning lights up the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord, before the Lord of all the earth. The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and all the people see his glory. Praise his holy name. We continue to 135. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in heights above. Praise him, all his angels. Praise him, all his heavenly hosts. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, all you shining stars. Praise him, you highest heavens, and you waters above the skies. Let them praise the name of the Lord. Praise the Lord from the earth. You great sea creatures and all the ocean depths, lightning and hail, snow and clouds, stormy winds that do his bidding. You mountains and all hills, fruit trees and all cedars, wild animals and all cattle, small creatures and flying birds, kings of the earth and all, all nations. You princes and all rulers of the earth, young men and maidens, old men and children, let them praise the name of the Lord. For his name alone is exalted. His splendor is above the earth and the heavens. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. Amen. And our hymn for opening today His name is wonderful. Oh, 
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into Hades. On the third day, he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. Turn to 674, dedicated service. I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your spiritual worship. Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may prove that what is the will of God 
what is good and acceptable and perfect. For by the grace given to me, I bid every one among you not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to this measure of faith which God has assigned him. For as in one body we have many members, and all the members do not have the same function, so we, though many, are one body in Christ, and individually members of one another. Let love be genuine, hate what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Love one another with brotherly affection, outdo one another in showing honor. Never flag in zeal, be aglow. With, one, with the Spirit, serve the Lord, rejoice in your hope, be patient in tribulation, be constant in prayer, contribute to the needs of the saints, practice hospitality. Bless those who persecute you, bless and do not curse them. Rejoice with those who rejoice, weep with those who weep, live in harmony with one another, and do not be haughty. But associate with the lowly, never be conceited. Repay no one evil for evil, but take thought for what is noble in the sight of all. If possible, so far as it depends upon you, live peaceably with all. Do not be overcome by evil, but overcome evil with good. We now open our Bibles to the book of Psalm. And our Psalm today is Psalm 23. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in pastures green. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely, Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Here ends our reading for the book of Psalm. Praise be to God. Brothers and sisters in Christ, please join me in prayer. My brothers and sisters, reconciled to God by the mercy of Christ. We pray with confidence for the needs of the church and the world. Dear Heavenly Father, not only do we lift up this ministry to you, we lift up all ministries who preach in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ, the truth and the light, that our members, that our body might follow the path that Christ has set before us. We lift up to you our sisters Robin and Nora for health. We lift up to you our brothers Darren and Caden 
and all those youth who struggle day in and day out with mental illness. We lift up to you, our brother Sam, and all the other brothers and sisters who battle with addictions, whether it's through alcohol or drugs. Our brother James, we lift up to you, Lord, our sister Jenny and her family, that all healing and struggles that they're facing, that you would be there to present your mercy and your grace upon them. And Lord, we lift up to you, our sisters Pat, brother and sister Larry and Juanita. We lift up to you the ministries in our community as well, that you would continue to strengthen them and their bodies, that you would continue to bring discernment upon them of the path on which they are to choose, that you would bring forth your grace to them and your guidance and your strength. Lord, we lift up to you our brother Steve. We lift up to you our brothers and sisters who were born not knowing who they were, but looking for guidance and strength to become who they are supposed to be, Lord. We lift up our brothers and sisters in the LGBTQIA plus community for the struggles that they face in the political climate. We lift up to you our sisters for the struggles they face with laws and mandates that don't give them their own control over their bodies. Lord, we lift up to you our brothers and sisters of any race and nationality. We lift up to you our brothers and sisters in Ukraine who are still struggling in war with Russia. Because we know that through Christ you make us a new creation, O oh God. For with him we pass from sin to the new life of grace. Accept our prayers in the warm embrace of your compassion and welcome all people to the festive banquet of your table, where we may rejoice in your love and celebrate the inheritance you have given to us. We ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen and amen. Let us turn back into our blue hymnals. And I'm going to read a hymn, lyrics, called All Your Anxiety. Is there a heart overbound by sorrow? Is there a life weighed down by care? Come to the cross, each burden bearing. All your anxiety, leave it there. All your anxiety all your care bring to the mercy seat leave it there never a burden he cannot bear never a friend like jesus no other friend so keen to help you no other friend so quick to hear no other place to leave your burden no other one to hear your prayer 
all your anxiety and all your care, bring to the mercy seat and leave it there. Never a burden he cannot bear, never a friend like Jesus. Come then at once, delay no longer, heed his entreaty, kind and sweet. You need not fear a disappointment, you shall find peace at the mercy seat. All your anxiety and all your care, bring to the mercy seat, leave it there. Never a burden he cannot bear, never a friend like Jesus. Amen. Brothers and sisters, I ask that you join me in the Lord's Prayer. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, leading us not into temptation, but delivering us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever and ever. Amen. And amen. Let us continue in prayer. Generous God, you tenderly care for each person you have created. You miraculously restore people to health and shine light into the lives of those who are discouraged. Guide us so that we will not regard others according to outward appearances but seek to find your love in their hearts. We dedicate our offerings and ourselves to contribute to the work of your kingdom on earth until Christ returns in his glory. Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, at this time, if you feel so compelled to tithe with this ministry, as always, click on the page link. You can hit tithe one of two ways. You can tithe through going to our spring store, which means you need to click the about us, or you can tithe right there on our page at our shop. Again, if the spirit compels you to tithe with this ministry, to help this ministry grow and reach others who need to hear about the Lord and Savior to help us spread the word, to help us mail and ship Bibles to those who are in need, to help us donate and continue to do the drives like the winter drive, things like that. Please, if you find it in your hearts, to donate to this ministry. With that said, we turn to the gospel of our Lord for today, and the gospel of our Lord comes from the gospel of John the ninth chapter, verses 1 through 41. This is a little bit longer of a gospel reading today. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to pull up the stand as we read Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. 
And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or, or his parents, that he was born blind? And Jesus answered, Neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. I must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, the night is coming when no one can work. As long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. When he said these things, he spat on the ground and made clay with the saliva. And he anointed the eyes of the blind man with the clay. He said to him, Go, wash in the pool of Siloam, which is translated sent. So he went and washed and came back seeing. Therefore the neighbors and those who previously had seen that he was blind said, Is not this he who sat and begged? Some said, This is he. Others said, He is like him. He said, I am he. Therefore they said to him, How? Were your eyes open? And he answered and said, A man called Jesus made clay and anointed my eyes and said to me, Go to the pool of Siloam and wash. So I went and washed and I received sight. Then they said to him, Where is he? He said, I do not know. They brought him who formerly was blind to the Pharisees. Now it was a Sabbath when Jesus made the clay and opened his eyes. The Pharisees also asked him again how he had received his sight. He said to them, He put clay on my eyes, and I washed, and I see. Therefore some of the Pharisees said, This man is not from God, because he does not keep the Sabbath. Others said, how can a man who is a sinner do such signs? And there was a division among them. They said to the blind man again, What do you say about him because he opened your eyes? He said, He is a prophet. But the Jews did not believe concerning him, that he had been blind and received his sight, until they called the parents of him who had received his sight. And they asked them, saying, Is this your son, who you say was born blind? How then does he now see? His parents answered them and said, We know that this is our son, and that he was born blind. But by what means he now sees, we do not know. For, Or who opened his eyes, we do not know. He is of age. Ask him, he will speak for himself. His parents said these things because they feared the Jews. For the Jews had agreed already that if anyone confessed that he was Christ, he would be put out of the synagogue. Therefore his parents said, He is of age, ask him. So they again called the man who was blind and said to him, Give God the glory. We know that this man is a sinner. 
And he answered and said, Whether he is a sinner or not, I do not know. One thing I know, that though I was blind, now I see. And they said to him again, What did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered them, I told you already, and you did not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you also want to become his disciples? Then they reviled him and said, You are his disciple? But we are Moses' disciples. We know that God spoke to Moses as far as for this fellow. We do not know where he is from. The man answered and said to them, Why, this is a marvelous thing, that you do not know where he is from. Yet he has opened my eyes. Now we know that God does not hear sinners. But if anyone is a worshiper of God and does his will, he hears him. Since the word began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. They answered and said to him, You were completely born in sins, and are you teaching us? And they cast him out. Jesus heard that they had cast him out, and when he had found him, he said to him, Do you believe in the Son of God? He answered and said, Who is he, Lord, that I may believe in him? And Jesus said to him, You have both seen him, and it is he who is talking with you. Then he said, Lord, I believe. And he worshipped him. And Jesus said, For judgment I have come into the world, that those who do not see may see, and that those who see may be made blind. Then some of the Pharisees who were with him heard these words and said to him, Are we blind also? And Jesus said to them, if you were blind you would have no sin but now you say we see therefore your sin remains here ends the gospel reading of our lord This brings me to our message for this week. A message entitled Dual Sight. And as we are talking about in our gospel, the man who was born blind and Christ healed his vision to make him see. It leads me to open up our discussion this morning and wondering when we have conflicts between one another or in this world with someone else there's always two sides to the story and then there's the truth right and how many times have one of us been brought into the middle of one of these conflicts that two other brothers or sisters are having how many times have has someone said to you well you what do you think? Do you think I'm right? And it's a way for them to try to get that reassurance that they need during that conflict because they saw things from their lenses, their perspective. 
as well as the other person that they were in the conflict with sees things from their lens of their perspective. And what we find in our scripture this morning is that there's almost two ways of looking at things. There's almost that dual sight. And what Christ was trying to do was bring them both together of the sight of the flesh and the sight of the spirit. We see in scripture passage from 1 Saul that God himself, when he chose David, chose him not by outward appearance, didn't choose based on how man would choose, which is through vision, of what someone looks like, but through what was in their heart. We see in this world that many of us see through vision of outward appearance. We are attracted to someone based on outward appearance or sight in the flesh. And yet, Jesus looks at us differently in this world. Jesus looks at us by what is in our heart. God looks at us by what is in our heart. And is what's in your heart, the spirit, the love, and the light? Or is what's in your heart hate and contempt and anger? Because it is very easy for us to get sucked into the things of this world, into the flesh. It is such an easy thing for us to get brought forth and sucked in to controversy and arguments and gossip and those conflicts where someone says, well, am I right or am I wrong? But yet, when we sit there, we look at things and see almost that it's the multiple way of interpreting or seeing things. I know that when I look at things in the flesh, I'm seeing things in the flesh. However, God knows that when he looks at things through my heart and I start to look at things through my heart and through the lens of the spirit that has come from Christ Jesus, that I start to be awakened to new things and new lights in this world, that yes, my brother or sister who is a Republican or a Democrat, I might disagree with 100% but I can still show them love, not only in conversation, but in interactions in this world. But for many of us, instead of seeing it that way, we sit there in contempt and hatred and anger, and we're allowing ourselves to be provoked almost This morning, in every scripture passage we read, we see things 
in that dual vision, that dual sight. We see things not only based on the flesh, but based on the spirit. When Christ was asked by his disciples, who sinned, this man or his parents? He replied to his disciples very clearly, neither this man nor his parents sinned, but that the works of God should be revealed in him. Now think about this for a, that for a second. Think about the fact that Christ is sitting there and he's telling his disciples here that this man was born blind and suffered lack of sight as far as in the flesh his whole life. Being a beggar, being ridiculed, and so forth. Because his purpose was ultimately to be the sign of the works of God when he hit the age and when Christ hit age. To do this. It's an amazing thing to wonder. And I actually wonder how easy it was for his disciples to be receptive of this. And then we sit there and we see... Christ then say to his disciples that I must work the works of him who sent me while it is day for the night is coming and no one can work. Then as long as I am in the world, I am the light of the world. And then Christ did the most amazing thing. He sat there with this blind man and he spit on the earth and he made clay. And he put it in this man's eyes and then he told him to go and wash. And this man listened to the instructions that Christ gave him because he had faith. He believed. Okay? Christ, by putting the anointing clay in this man's eyes, gave this man hope to be able to see again. So why wouldn't he go and listen to Christ and wash why wouldn't he go forth and do as Christ has instructed him to do? Because at the end of the day, he knew what Christ was offering, brothers and sisters. But yet, we see in the gospel today, once again, those Pharisees come into play, right? We see them sit there and start to question this. They pull this man who was blind in. They pull his parents in to verify. And because their parents are so scared of him. Or so scared of the Jews and the Pharisees. They say, he's of age, ask him. We can verify that, yes, this is the son that we gave birth to who was blind at birth. But as far as justification of who did this and anything else, you're going to have to go talk to him because he's of age to answer. 
It's pretty interesting how fear kept them grounded because they couldn't see past the flesh, yet their son could see past the flesh. His belief in God, his understanding kept him seeing in the spirit. Where... <clears throat> He sat there and says, Since the world began, it has been unheard of that anyone opened the eyes of one who was born blind. If this man were not from God, he could do nothing. To where the Pharisees then answered him and said to him, You were completely born in sins, and are you teaching us? So now the Pharisees are getting mad at the man who was blind because he is sitting here and saying, if this man who healed me, who made me be able to see was not from God, then I could not see. And it leads me to sit there and question us, not just you brothers and sisters, but myself as well and say, would we sit there and think the same thing nowadays? Are we sitting in times where we have those that are trying to be the Pharisees again, and we need almost the Christ to come back and to put them in their place to where they need to be, to show them what God really wants this world to be, what God really wants his followers, his Christian base to be. Because from this, he wants them to be able to see in the spirit, to see the truth, to see the light, and to ultimately walk in the light and to walk in love and grace for our brothers and sisters and our neighbors. We see that from our scripture in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 8 through 14. When literally in verse 14 it says, Awake you who sleep, arise from the dead and Christ will give you light. Because the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness, righteousness, and truth. Let's walk in the light now, brothers and sisters. Let's walk in the light in this time where things are done in the darkness and yet come forth into this world and they're made by those who are blind, by those who are not seeing the truth and the light in Christ Jesus. Let's walk in the light and the love of Jesus as we come forth. Let our eyes be opened by the Spirit, just as this blind man's was. Knowing that even though he didn't know that Christ Jesus was the Son of God, that this man came from God because no other person could ever perform this act. No other person could ever wash and anoint with clay, mud in my eyes that when I washed it out, I could see. And as I sit there and look to you, brothers and sisters, I look to you and say, let us wash away the clay mud in our eyes so we have dual sight in the flesh and the spirit. Let us sit there just as Christ 
says that for judgment he has come into this world that those who do not see may see and that those who see may be made blind. We were lost and we are found. We were blind and now we can see. Allow ourselves to be able to see and see in the light and love of Jesus Christ through dual sight. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we look to you today. We thank you for the scripture in the Gospel of John. And we look to you for your continued strength and guidance and your discernment that we might be able to see in the light of the Spirit to the calling of your Son, Jesus Christ. As we walk in light in this world, through faith in you, help us to be the voice of hope to the hopeless. Help us to be the truth and the light in the darkness and help us to ultimately bring forth the truths to the light so what is unseen can be seen. Lord, we look to you now and always through your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen and Amen. Brothers and sisters in Christ, our final hymn is Amazing Grace, My Chains Are Gone. Good to me, 
truth so we may see the world through your eyes and with the compassion of your son Jesus Christ who redeemed each and every one of us amen and amen please join me in the doxology Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly hosts. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. Amen. Now, brothers and sisters in Christ, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord turn his face towards you and give you peace. Brothers and sisters in Christ, go in peace. Amen. And amen. Are you looking for some Christian-based apparel to wear? Masks, hoodies, shirts, possibly women's leggings? Then look no further 
then checking out our Teespring store at teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. It's all custom designed from us here at Worship Without Walls. Again, that is teespring.com backslash stores backslash worship dash without dash walls. Hope you find something you like for you or your loved ones. Have a blessed day.